from you know our local bus route system to our very popular park and ride system. We have van pool, and even if you're carpooling on our HLV HLT lanes, um, every single one of those steps individually, collectively helps reduce environmental impact to the region. And so we always promote and encourage people if you are looking for uh, a green solution, a green travel option, you know, ride Metro. And now another green travel option is coming. I'm Laura Whitley, and this edition of The Next Stop, Metro's plans to add electric buses to the fleet and how this is just the start of sustainable innovations for the agency. The Next Stop. The Next Stop. The Next Stop. Metro's podcast. I'm pleased to welcome our Metro's Chief Innovation Officer, Kimberly Williams, to the next stop. Kim, thanks for joining us this morning. Thank you so much for having me. So let's talk a little bit about the sustainability action plan and and, and really what was the sort of nexus for all of this. How did this get started? Well, that's a great question. And so, you know, as an agency, you know, over the last year and a half of the pandemic, we've been looking at ways um, to be a, a sustainable agency. And there's been a lot of conversation in the public transit community about you know zero emissions, carbon reduction. And as part of our role as the Office of Innovation, we track trends and best practices. And we recognize that this was an area that we had been doing some work in, but that we needed to um, advance and become um, you know, in, in alignment with our peers and where the industry was going. So you've heard a lot about agencies going to zero emissions fleets and um, some states that have uh, included that project as a part of their approach going forward. So it was time and um, we're looking forward to implementing this plan. Now, you mentioned zero emissions fleets, and uh, that is uh, one of the components of a larger initiative that you're working on, and certainly something that's grabbing attention and headlines. Can you tell me a little bit about, um, you know, what will be Metro's uh, first foray into the zero emission fleet program? Yes, absolutely. So we'll be starting with the purchase of 20 um, battery electric buses and also 10 uh, cutaway vehicles. And when we say cutaway vehicles, we mean the shuttles that you see that deliver the paratransit service and the community connector service. So that's the first prong of our plan. Those uh, vehicles, particularly the the buses, I know you mentioned that this, the vans would operate more in a um, for paratransit and community connector type services. Uh, where will the buses operate and and why were those routes selected? So we are looking at two initial routes for the electric bus service. One is the 402 Bel Air Quick Line. Um, It's one of our signature bus routes. Um, It's a pretty uh, robust route in terms of the length and the ridership, Uh, but it also touches a number of what we call complete communities, which are identified by the city of Houston as communities that um, may have not received all the resources as other areas and need additional support. Uh, The second route we're looking at is 28 
OST Wayside. And so that also uh, serves some of the complete community areas uh, such as Third Ward, um, Manchester, and then also on the 402 Quick Line, looking at, at Galton and, um, and, you know, continuing to serve that area. And those particular complete communities are also unique because based on the city of Houston's climate action plan, um, those communities experience more carbon emissions than other areas. Understood. And as you're looking at implementing um, this technology into service, what are some of the technical considerations um, that you all are, are looking at as you pre prepare uh, to go out for procurement? I think the biggest um, technical issue we'll be looking at is the charging infrastructure. We do not currently have electric buses in our fleet, so therefore we don't have a way to quote unquote fuel them um, as you know people think of in terms of buses. So we need to have the capability to charge these buses and we uh, don't have that infrastructure at the moment. So that will be one of the big items that we'll need to look at um, as we bring these buses on board. Uh, the charging apparatus that's needed where that charging is located. Um, the other piece that we'll be paying close attention to is the range. Um, most people are very familiar with how many miles per gallon you get uh, with a traditional fuel type vehicle. Um, so this is very different when you're talking about an electric vehicle, uh, how many miles per charge um, will we be able to achieve? And right now, where the industry is, is um, those vehicles don't have the same range as a traditional fuel type vehicle. So we'll have to make sure we plan carefully uh, where they will be charged so we can make sure we can still deliver the range of service that we provide today. Understood. And so it sounds like this these initial vehicle purchase and, and then putting this into service will really be a multi-year learning process. It will. We'll be looking to move very quickly, though. We got approval from the board of directors in July to approve the purchase. Uh, we will be issuing a solicitation within the next 30 days. Uh, for the purchase of those vehicles. It does take some time for those vehicles to be built uh, and tested and sent to us. And so during that time frame, we will be using that time to get the infrastructure in place. So we're looking at weeks and months and hopefully not years that you will see these buses uh, within the year. Well, that's exciting. In terms of the rider experience um, on this type of vehicle, are there any other differences that riders might notice? You know, we, we did an electric bus pilot in 2015, and I think we got good feedback from the riders at that time. They felt it was a quiet, smooth ride. Um, probably the question that came up was on the uh, air conditioning system, which is always a challenge in a climate like Houston's. But what we've noticed flashing forward now, you know, five to six years later, is that the electric bus industry has made a lot of improvements in all aspects of the bus. So for the, the typical rider, I don't think they'll see much of a difference. They may see a quieter vehicle 
because you don't have an engine or motor that's running, um, I think you'll see and experience a cool climate like you would with a traditional fuel bus. But honestly, those are the types of things that we'll be looking at and, and collecting information and data on with these first two routes so we can continue to make improvements as we bring more of these vehicles into our fleet. And the electric bus industry is also constantly innovating. And so I think every generation of this bus, bus gets better and better. Absolutely. And speaking of innovation, this is just, as I mentioned, just one component of a larger um, plan that uh, you and many other talented folks at Metro are working on. Could you tell me about that and, and, and what the goal of, of this plan is? Sure. So with the sustainability vision statement that the board of directors reviewed last month, um, or this month, I should say, in July, um, they're looking at a holistic approach. So the first goal is to bring the electric buses into our fleet so we can have that diversity of fuel types. But the other aspects will be looking at how we reduce our carbon footprint throughout the agency. We'll be looking at how we handle fluids and materials in our daily work uh, with delivering service. We'll be looking at how our facilities are designed and built, looking at energy efficiency with the lighting through landscaping, um, those type of amenities as well. We'll also be looking to partner with organizations who have more knowledge and expertise in this space. Uh, it, we're a public transit agency. We, we run service, um, but as far as the experts on climate change and uh, carbon footprint reduction, we'll be looking to learn more from partners within the region. We've already been in conversations with the Environmental Defense Fund, um, which is a nonprofit based in Austin and New York, and we've been working with them for the last couple of years. We are also working with a local Houston region uh, nonprofit called Evolve. And Evolve is also a nonprofit that works to help understand uh, carbon emission opportunities, uh, emerging technology, and provides information and resources. And so we'll be working very closely with them. And one thing that people don't know is that Metro also works very closely with the educational institutions in our region. And so one of those institutions is the University of Houston. And so we have what we call a research agreement with them. They have our Energy Research Institute. So we'll be looking to work with our local nonprofits, our educational institutions to glean as much knowledge, uh, data uh, collection as we can so we can make this service one of the best electric bus services in town. Finally, I'll add that we are also not limiting ourselves to the battery electric. That's definitely our first approach, but we will also be exploring hydrogen fuel cell buses, um, which is a different technology that um, that is in the space when you look at zero emission vehicles. So we're, we're very excited to be implementing this plan. And I think the community will benefit from it greatly in terms of carbon emission reduction. Uh, and then also having that diversity of fleets. We like to say that we're the greenest thing on the road and we wanna continue to be that for the community. 
Absolutely. I mean, living up to, to that um, phrase is important. And, you know, just by definition, utilizing public transit and, and getting cars off the road and, you know, that helps reduce carbon footprint. Um, and it has to be exciting to be able to even look ahead at, you know, what more we can do. Well, absolutely. If you look at um, previous climate studies done in the region, one of the largest emitters of, of uh, uh, carbon, carbon emissions has been passenger vehicles. And we know we have a lot of single occupied vehicles traveling on our roadway network, which contributes to congestion as well as pollution. And so if more people choose Metro, uh, and we provide such a variety of services from you know, our local bus route system to our very popular park and ride system. We have van pool, and even if you're carpooling on our HLB, HLT lanes, uh, every single one of those steps individually, collectively helps reduce environmental impact to the region. And so we always promote and encourage people if you are looking for uh, a green solution, a green travel option, you know, ride Metro. Uh, it is that answer to how we get more cars off the road and have more shared trips. And because we do have such a variety, we just even during the pandemic, we were uh, in support of the Uptown Management District and launching the region's first bus rapid transit line. Uh, we launched a new uh, app-based curb-to-curb service called Curb-to-Curb. Uh, and so there, there are so many options available that if people want to create that greener uh, footprint, they can do so. Even if it's just riding Metro for a day or two a week, all those things help. Uh, Kim, going forward, um, you know, what's really, is there a way that um people can be part of the conversation, share ideas, stay informed. What do you recommend? You know, that's a great question. Uh, I mentioned earlier that there are a number of nonprofits in the region, and I think that's a great place if you're interested in learning more about where the region is going in terms of reducing environmental impact. I mentioned that there's an environmental defense fund, uh, there is the uh, Evolve, uh, and they both have websites that are available. I, and I apologize, I don't know the URLs off the top of my head, but if you Google either of those organizations, they should pop up. And as I mentioned right here in our own backyard, we have University of Houston, uh, we have Texas Southern University, and we have Rice, who Metro is working with all of those institutions to learn as much as we can about these opportunities. We've, we've been working with the University of Houston on our autonomous vehicle project, which we're very excited about. The first phase of that was completed because of the pandemic, but I'm excited that the Federal Transit Administration has given us substantial funding to advance to a phase two with a newer advanced vehicle. Uh, so you will start to see that uh, in uh, late next year. 
And so I think exciting. (laughs) It is. It is. And is that also a zero emissions vehicle or an electric type vehicle? They are. They they are both zero emissions, both electric vehicles, but also autonomous. And so I'm excited about Houston because we are, in addition to doing electric buses, we are already looking ahead to the future and doing autonomous electric vehicles as well, which we see as being a very important transit solution as we move into the future particularly with the shortage of operators and drivers out there, this is a way for us to try to balance that. And while also creating new jobs in the transportation fields for folks who are interested in green technology like electric buses and like autonomous electric buses. So there's a lot of exciting things happening. So much ahead and very fitting for a city with the name the, the space city, city, no, no doubt. doubt. So, um, Kim, I really appreciate it. And um, is there anything else you'd like to add or you think is important for folks to know? I think the important thing to know, and I say this a lot because I don't think people realize it, we truly are the greenest thing on the road. If you look at climate change studies throughout the region, you'll see that public transportation has a very small um, emissions level. Uh, We have been a very sustainably um, sound organization, and a lot of people don't realize that how green we are today and how we're continuing to advance in that that regard. So I, I say all the time, we're the greenest thing on the road, so take Metro. And with that, we will say goodbye. Kimberly Williams, Metro Chief Innovation Officer, thank you for joining The Next Stop. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. You're welcome. That's all for this edition of The Next Stop. I'm Laura Whitley. If you'd like to check out more episodes, you can find them on our website or subscribe on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, or Google Play. And if you could please do us a favor and leave a rating or review, it'll help us out a lot. Until next time, drive less, do more with Metro. Metro.